Good morning, United Methodist Church of Westlake. How are you today? So I am not the Reverend Dr. Junior Senior. Um, and for I know those here in the sanctuary have all met me before, but for those of you online, my name is Chris Smith. I am the pastor over Conejo Connect, which is an intergenerational ministry founded in cooperation with the three Methodist churches here in the Conejo Valley. And our loving pastor, Walt, is under the weather. So y'all get me today, aren't you lucky? <laughs> so, I'd like to welcome you all here to our worship service. And today is Sunday, May 21st, 2023. I am so glad that each of you are here with us in the sanctuary and online. This is the day that the Lord has made. All right, you guys have a moment. Greet each other with peace. Let's make our ways back to our pews and let's be able to settle in to worship. Our announcements today are, um, after church today, we do have a strategic planning retreat. It will be in Alton Hall, and please join us. Let us all work together for the good of United Methodist Church, Westlake Village. Sunday, June 4th will be Graduate Sunday. If you have a graduate and you have not gotten in touch with Vinia or myself, please let us know because we are planning a little bit special and we want to make sure that we've included all of the graduates. They are looking for immigrant shelter assistance. The conference has a appeal for a I can talk an appeal for crisis fund for humanitarian relief. So with all that's going on there, if you feel led, you can make a special note in your offering, um, a check, or even in your ACHH, I believe they let you do that. So if you feel led to help in this humanitarian crisis, please let us know. I also have the um, information that Kathy Drake's Memorial service will be this coming Saturday at 10 a.m. here in the sanctuary. We want to thank Paul and Elaine Fay for supplying our flowers this morning. And today we are going to continue our sermon series on Jesus traits, highlighting the qualities of Jesus that we would like to emulate. Now, take a deep breath. Feel God's spirit surround you. And let's prepare ourselves to enter into worship. Rise and breathe and remain standing for the hymn and the invocation. Brothers and sisters, let us worship the Lord our God. We lift our spirits in praise of God. You are a child of God and an heir of God's promises. Thanks be to God. May we live in the light of the Lord.
up your hearts. Let us pray. Holy God, we are blessed by your Spirit and grateful for how it nurtures and comforts us, inspires and empowers us. We live through your grace and to share your love. Be with us in this time of worship that we might move closer to you. Amen. Right, y'all may be seated. All right, I see I have one kiddo out there. Would you like to come sit with me? It's okay, I'm shy too. All right. It's okay. You're okay. I'm pretty crazy. I won't pull you out. All right, guys. You get to be my children out here today and answer some questions. What do you think it means to be authentic? It's a big word, huh? That's why I thought maybe we should break it down for those of us in the back row that don't like big words. Authentic, what does it mean? Come on, y'all are part of the kids today. To be real. All right, so if we're real, does that mean when we're really sad, it's okay to tell our friends? Hmm. And if we're really real, is it okay to say, you know what? You really hurt my feelings. Yeah. So it means not to put a mask on that says, I'm good, all is good, right? What do you think? I called you out. I said I wouldn't. Sorry. I didn't, no. It's only her second Sunday. No, she's doing awesome. Can I have a, no, okay. I promise you'll like me. So today, Pastor Walt's sermon is going to talk about being our authentic selves. And I'm really kind of excited to see what it says. But um, I think it's really important that we tell people how we really feel because it's really, really easy to just say, I'm okay. All is going well. And to put on that fake smile that we all do so well, am I right? And tell people where we're at because when we're authentic as Christians and authentic in our walk, then people are able to believe us even when we're happy and even when we share the good news of Jesus. And that's what it's about being a Christian, right? Is to share that good news. So it is almost time for Sunday school. All of my other kids have to stay with me. (laughs) The big kids kids have to stay, but you get to go to Sunday school with Miss Pam. What do you think? Yep. Oh, yay, the prayer room. I love that. Let's pray real quick. Dear God, thank you for helping me be real. Thank you for loving us as we love others in our daily walk. And we ask this in Jesus' name. And all God's children say, amen.
Let us unite in spirit and go to God in prayer. O holy God, hear the stirrings of our spirit, the yearnings of our minds, and the hopes of our hearts as we join with one another in prayer this morning. We need your touch made real in our lives to give us strength, courage, and healing and a renewed life. We pray for those who are struggling with physical or mental health issues, with troubled relationships, uncertain employment, and the form of disease and discomfort. O oh Lord, hear our prayers. We think specifically of the family and friends of Herb Berger over his passing into eternal life this last week. O oh Lord, hear our prayers. We pray for Sandy DeLong, Sarah Pierce, Pastor Anna, Dick Gustafson, and Steve as they deal with the effects of cancer and treatments. Strengthen their loved ones in their supportive care. We also pray for Barbara, Barbara Gosha's cousin, Katie Dreyer, suffering from this metastatic breast cancer. Oh Lord, hear our prayers. We pray for Mary Nolan, who's 102, but she's recovering from a fall. Oh Lord, hear our prayers. And we pray for Steve Ames as he seeks to regain his health at his care facilities. Oh Lord, hear our prayers. We lift up Betty Stamen for Gilberto Tutato, her grandson's Jacob's father father-in-law, who's slowly recovering, yet needing subsequent surgery. O oh Lord, hear our prayers. For those that are suffering from COVID, and for their personal caregivers and all the medical personnel assisting them. O oh Lord, hear our prayers. We pray for Farmington, New Mexico, and for all those that are suffering from extreme climate events, snows, rains, flooding, earthquakes, war, random gun violence, in our communities and schools, abroad and at home. We pray, Lord, that we find ways to better care for one another. O oh Lord, hear our prayers. We think of other people and situations as we lift up our private prayer thoughts. Come into these lives, Lord God, in powerful ways that help these folks know your support, nurture, and healing. O oh Lord, hear our prayers. And we think of those 
who have experienced particular moments of joy. We think of the graduates that are happening all around us in the graduations. We think of those who are celebrating new life. And we think of those kids who are looking forward to the end of a school year. Oh Lord, hear our prayers. We pray for our church as it continues its ministries throughout these times and ask your help in maintaining our effectiveness and vitality. May the good that we do be pleasing in your sight. In all of this, we pray in your son's holy name, joining the prayer he taught us. Our Father, who art in heaven, hallowed be thy name. Thy kingdom come, thy will be done on earth as it is in heaven. Give us this day our daily bread and forgive us our trespasses as we forgive those who trespass against us. And lead us not into temptation, but deliver us from evil. For thine is the kingdom and the power and the glory forever. Amen.
Beautiful. All right, folks, settle in. This is a long one. Our scripture today readings are from the Gospels of Luke and Matthew. Hear the words of Luke 22, 41 through 42. As he came near and saw the city, he wept over it, saying, If you, even you, had only recognized on this day the things that make for peace, but now they are hidden from your eyes, and indeed the days will come upon you when your enemies will set up ramparts around you and surround you and hem you in on every side. They will crush you to the ground, you and your children, and they will not leave within you one stone upon another because you did not recognize the time of your visitation from God. Hear the words of Matthew 21, 12 through 17. Then Jesus entered the temple and drove out all who were selling and buying in the temple. And he overturned the tables of the money changers and the seats of those who sold doves. He said to them, It is written, My house shall be called a house of prayer, but you are making it a den of robbers. The blind and the lame came to him in the temple, and he cured them. But when the chief priests and the scribes saw the amazing things that he did, and heard the children crying out in the temple, Hosanna to the son of David. They became angry with him and said to him, Do you hear what those people are saying? And Jesus said to them, Yes. Have you never read, Out of the mouths of infants and nursing babies, you have prepared praise for yourself? He left them, went out to the city, and spent the night there. Hear the words of Matthew 23, 25 through 28. Woe to you, scribes and Pharisees, hypocrites, for you clean the outside of the cup and the, of the plate, but inside you are full of greed and self-indulgence. You blind Pharisee, first clean the inside of the cup so that on the outside you may become clean. And woe to you, scribes and Pharisees, hypocrites, for you are like whitewashed tombs, which on the outside look beautiful, but inside they're full of the bones of the dead and all kinds of filth. So you also on the outside look righteous to others, but inside you are full of hypocrisy and lawlessness. The word of God for the people of God. Thanks be to God. Thank you, Heidi. That was a lot. Let us pray. May the words of my mouth and the meditations of our hearts be acceptable in thy sight. O Lord, our rock and redeemer. Amen. So as I said earlier, at 7.30 this morning, I found out that Pastor Walt is ill. And so I have read this over, but I'm going to be doing a lot more reading than you normally see me do. Um, the other thing that I do want to share is that I am going to read it as if Walt was preaching it. So when I say I, it's really Walt, so that we all <laughs> give him credit where credit is due, because what I've read is very good. So we emerge from the celebration of Easter with Jesus on our minds. Jesus is presented to us as bringing God to us and bringing us to God. In Jesus, we get a better understanding of God's nature and ours. 
we can be more and more like Jesus when we give ourselves more and more to his life-affirming and life-changing power. So, so far in this spring sermon series, you've identified three character traits of Jesus that we would like to emulate. The first was truthfulness. Jesus told the truth. He did not lie. He did not know that in telling the truth, there was freedom. So followers of Jesus tell the truth. The second was the spirit above law. Jesus knew that the law's value in guiding us towards better relations with others, especially God, yet most important to him, and therefore to us, was embracing the spirit of the law rather than the rigidity to its tenets. So followers of Jesus pursue the spirit that undergirds the law. And the third was mercy greater than judgment. Jesus was not out to condemn people. Rather, his mission was to uplift and to save them. So followers of Jesus, be merciful and not judgmental. So today we are going to identify the fourth character trait. I'm calling it be authentic. Jesus didn't equivocate. Equivocate. He didn't pretend to be what he wasn't, nor did he hide from what he was. He was authentic. He was genuinely who he was, the son of God, and he lived it out fully in that identity. Now, we may not elevate ourselves to being the son of God, yet surely we are all children of God, following Jesus' lead of being authentic. We should claim this identity and live into it fully. Our sermon today is going to focus on this calling to be authentic child, an authentic child of God, not a crumbling, oh, sorry, not a crumb bug. It's a better word. I'll get it. Our scripture lessons today provide two examples and a lesson of Jesus expressing himself authentically. We might say that the real Jesus shines through, yet you know, that's kind of weird because the whole point of my lifting this character trait up is that in all Jesus' words or actions, his real self comes through. Jesus does not pretend or dissemble he is genuine and true to his nature and his being. He, his, he is authentic and models that for us. The Luke passage shows Jesus become overwhelmed, becoming overcome with sadness to the point of tears as he reflects upon how the holy city has not noticed its time of visitation nor recognized the things that make for peace. Jesus foresees the destruction of Jerusalem as a consequence and is deeply moved. He does not hide this gentle emotion. He doesn't hide his emotional side, but he gives it expression. Just as he did upon learning of Lazarus' death 
or as he did in his Gethsemane prayer, approaching his own death. Apparently, folks, a strong Lord and a Savior can cry, can be authentic over all of his sadness. The first Matthew passage shows us difference, but equally genuine side of Jesus, his righteous anger. Jesus gives vent to his emotions over merchants using God's house of prayer as a den of thieves. He makes his point unequivocally. In a moment of authenticity, the Son of God is deeply offended and expresses his distress. And it provides those creating the offense, the opportunity, and motivation to change their ways. Apparently, folks, a prince of peace can express anger. Makes me feel better. Be authentic over it. Our third passage this morning, and the second one from Matthew, puts it all together in a lesson specifically about the authenticity to which the first two passages bear witness. Jesus singles our hypocrisy and calls for repentance. So the good outward words of behaviors reflect the good inward attitudes and thoughts. Being authentic lines up to the inward and the outward. In his critique, his he characterizes the hypocrite like whitewashed tombs. The outside is beautiful, yet the inside is filthy. Jesus is no fan of fake holiness or false righteousness. He says to that hypocrite, so you also on the outside look righteous to the others but inside you are full of hypocrisy. Presentation and posture don't cut it. If inwardly a person is crummy, so as we gaze towards the scripture, we see Jesus modeling authenticity and calling people to authentic lives. Jesus wants us to be authentic, an alignment of inward and outward. Now, this needs to be developed a step further. Think this through with me. When Jesus calls us to be authentic, to what are we being authentic of? Authentic about what? Is he saying something like this to us? We'll call it option one. You know, you are a pretty sinful person, yet I see you trying every once in a while to be a good person. That's pretty pretentious of you to present yourself as a nice person when in truth we both know down deep and through and through you're a pretty crummy person. Come on, be honest. Be a true, authentic person. 
express that real sinfulness and genuality. Open it up. Let her rip. Be outwardly sinful like you are inwardly. Or is he saying something like this to us? We'll call it option two. Dear one, you are a child of God. Let me say that louder for those in the back. You are a child of God. That is your core identity. And I recognize it is hard to live up to that sometimes. And as a result, you sin on occasion. Yet, guess what? Being a child of God is who you really are. And God seeks you to grow more fully each day into that blessed, true identity. Own up to who you truly are. Express it better. Get with it. You can do it. Keep trying. Own it. Maximize it. You'll get to the point where you do it pretty naturally. Your outward will become like your inward. Be authentic to your true self. So which is it? Option one or option two? I hear a two out there. When we hear people referred to as telling it like it is or characterized as, oh, she doesn't hold back. What's he mean by she? No. <laughs> I have to. She says what's on her mind or his. Okay, I'll be fair. The next line. Or he doesn't miss words. All right, well, I forgive you. <laughs> Phrases like that, think about it. What is actually being noted and celebrated about the person? It sounds to me like the person is being lauded for being honest and authentic. Yet something's not right. I would suggest that when you listen well to what the person said and unpack its intent, it is not a moment of goodness, but rather the opposite. Typically, whatever the person has said has not enabled the soul, nor has it borne witness to the speaker or the one who has spoken it to being as children of God. Does this make sense to you? Jesus is not calling us to be to an authenticity of our sin through self-centered or self-aggrandized expression, aggrandizing expression, but to an authenticity of our goodness, our holiness, and righteousness through God. Doing that. Being that is good for you since you are being expressive of authentic to your real self. 
Jesus says, claim that. Claim that and live it. And Walt has a little note that says, this is it. I recognize the challenge to live as a child of God these days. I get it. Being nice and respectful of people and all their differences became looked down upon, decided, derided as politically correct, as some kind of falseness or pretense. Yet you know our personal mission as disciples of Christ is to be respectful, uplifting, and redemptive to other people. Not disrespectful, destructive, or condemning them. We are to draw out of them their very best to encourage their blossoming as children of God that they are, just as we try to do that for ourselves. Living, a, living good and being kind is a gift. Sorry, these are handwritten. And maybe we don't see so many people doing it because it is hard. Harder than to be harder to be good than it is to be sinful. Yet, such a life God calls you to have because it is an authentic to who you really are, this child. So, I encourage you to look deep inside yourself. Identify and claim your true self. And find ways of expressing and maximizing it in your life. Be authentically a child of God. Celebrate the goodness and have it multiply. That is your mission as a follower of Jesus. Emulate the character trait of Jesus. Emulating this character trait of Jesus is a blessing. It. Amen. You're invited to share of your financial resources via the instruction that will appear momentarily on the screen to help support the ministries of Christ that happen through our congregation. Your generosity is needed to keep us going and to keep us doing the good that we do. And we do do a lot of good here, just us. It's awesome. And with the community. So give generously and be part of what happens in people's lives through the congregation of the UMCWV. Ushers, come on down.
Holy God, we ask you to bless these gifts and those who give them, that our ministries in your Son's spirit might thrive, helping your kingdom come here on earth as it is in heaven. Amen. surprises you in the best ways. So don't forget to go to the strategic planning meeting. There's going to be lots discussed and we would love your input from everybody. We hope this service has been a blessing to you. Let us work with the spirit and one another making this blessed day and week. Stay safe, be healthy, and know that you are loved. We go in God's